is up steel study it happy wednesday november 24 2021 one day away from thanksgiving and an opportunity for all of you to enjoy your family and friends hopefully a big thanksgiving feast mac on some turkey some green bean casserole mashed potatoes you name it i hope you go above and beyond and get your eat on tomorrow and while you're doing that i hope that you are grateful for all the blessings that you have in your life all those good things that you've had the opportunity to experience all those great people that you have the ability to interact with every day and i want to express my gratitude to all of you for being supporters of the still study for reading my articles, which have been fewer as of late. My real job has been very demanding, so that has cut back on what I've been putting out in terms of the written content. But I appreciate you listening to the study sessions, the Still Study Podcast. It truly does mean the world to me. I would love to connect with you. You can connect with me two ways. Drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter, at Still Study. Would love to connect with you, get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag, in which I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show, and that's a fun episode for me to record during the week because I get to answer your questions, so it's a lot of fun. And I also wanna give a shout out to Jim Wexel, who runs a site called the Still City Insider. Jim has been following the Pittsburgh Steelers since 1995. He is a wealth of Steelers information. He's an OG of the Steelers, and I have the privilege of doing a podcast with him called the Still City Insider Podcast. We record every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. while the majority of the world is still asleep, and we post between 6 and 6.15 a.m. There's an audio version of the podcast. There's also a YouTube version of the podcast. But check it out. It's great. Jim is super insightful and looking forward to recording the next episode next week after the Bengals game. The edition covering the Chargers game is available if you want to check it out and it is posted in the show notes. So with that said, let's jump into it. This is episode 160 of the study session. We are 40 away from 200. I just feel like it was only a few weeks ago that we were celebrating episode 100, and pretty soon, we're going to be celebrating episode 200. So it's crazy to think that that we have come that far. A lot of work yet to do here on the site, but I'm having so much fun. So, so, so much fun doing this here on the study session. A couple things I want to talk about today. First of all, it's the Cincinnati Bengals for the second time this season. We all remember that first contest against the Bengals in which the Steelers lost 24 to 10. They were without both Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. Hopefully TJ is able to get back on the field this weekend so that he can apply some pressure to Joe Burrow. And really the Bengals have struggled since that win over Pittsburgh. Following that contest, they beat Jacksonville 24-21, but then lost to Green Bay in overtime 25-22. They beat the Lions 34-11 and then pounded the Ravens 41-17. Joe Burrow threw for 416 yards in that contest. And Jamar Chase had 201 yards receiving. But 
Since that win over Baltimore, they lost to the lowly New York Jets 34-31. Joe Mixon, who was on a tear last week against the Las Vegas Raiders, he only rushed for 33 yards in that game. And then the following week, they lost to the Browns 41-16, and that was after the Browns lost to the Steelers. But then this past week against the Raiders, and this was off of their bye week, they smoked the Raiders 32-13. But Burrow only threw for 148 yards, but he really didn't need to put the ball into the air too much because Joe Mixon ran for 123 yards. If you go back to that first contest against the Bengals, the one thing I want to point out, and I said this on the show the other day, is Tyler Boyd made some comments in that game saying that the team quit there at the end. And Mike Tomlin was asked about that in the press conference following that loss to the Bengals and I guarantee you that is something that is being discussed in the locker room this week. The Steelers haven't forgotten that. And I look for them to come out with intensity and with something to prove against the Bengals that this is a different team and that they are ready to play. Now, hopefully, again, TJ Watt is back out on the field. Hopefully, Joe Hayden's back out there. Hopefully, Minka Fitzpatrick is back out there because they're going to need all of those individuals in order to have a chance to win this game. Now, the injury report as of Wednesday, today, Joe Hayden is still sideline. TJ Watt was limited. And we need to get both of those guys out there if they're going to compete. Minka Fitzpatrick has come off of the COVID list, so he will be able to play. Um, Excuse me, actually, Fitzpatrick is still on that COVID list, and Ray Ray McLeod is on that list as well, so McLeod's availability in this weekend's game is in question. It could be an opportunity for, for Steven Sims, but Fitzpatrick will be off by the time they play the Bengals, but they've got to have a full Full supporting, excuse me, a full cast going into this game. AFC North football, the Steelers have to win. They cannot afford to lose this game. They would drop to one and two in the AFC North. And if they want an opportunity to make the postseason, they have to win this game. Now, it's going to be very difficult because this game is in Cincinnati. I predicted that the Steelers would split with the Bengals this year. I had them winning at home. Um... So it's going to be tough. And to be honest with you, at this point in the week, I can't say that I'm feeling highly confident about this game. It's going to be very difficult, especially with all the injuries that the Steelers have experienced, their inability to stop the run. And oh yeah, do you remember that guy, Logan Wilson, from that last contest who picked Roethlisberger off twice? He's a little scary. Uh, He leads the Bengals in tackles with 83. And... The Steelers are going to have to play a complete game from start to finish if they are going to win. And they can do it. There's no question about it, but they have to be ready. Joe Burrow has had a decent season in returning from ACL surgery, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He has been sacked 28 times. Hopefully, if Watt is out there paired with Highsmith, they can get it done and get pressure on him. But Joe Mixon is the guy to be on the lookout for. He has 180 carries for 759 yards, 
so far. His longest, he's not really a breakaway speed type of guy. His longest carry this year is 27 yards. I wouldn't say that he's similar to Najee Harris, but he's a guy that just chunks yards, averaging 4.2 yards per carry. In terms of wide receivers, we all know what Jamar Chase did to James Pierre in that first game. Chase has 867 yards receiving at this point, eight touchdowns, a long of 82. Dude's a stud as a rookie. The Steelers have to be ready to defend him. And oh yeah, Tyler Boyd, sneaky, sneaky good. But what I'm counting on is dude ran his mouth and gave the team some extra incentive heading into this weekend. In terms of defense and pressure on the quarterback, Trey Hendrickson, one of their defensive ends, leads the team with nine and a half sacks. In terms of interceptions, Logan Wilson, Leads the team with four interceptions. I mentioned his name. They're going to have to have a plan to to deal with him. But the Steelers can win this game. They just have to be prepared. They have to be healthy. They have to get some of these guys back. If Watt doesn't play, that's really going to limit what they can do. They need him on the field. They need Fitzpatrick out there. Would love to get Joe Hayden back out there on the field because visions of James Pierre covering Jamar Chase is scary after what happened in that first contest. I'm not ready to give a prediction yet, but again, I will say that I am concerned. I can't say that I feel confident about this game, but there's a lot of time before Sunday's contest. The Steelers have to play their best game in order to win. And then to close out the session today, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about quarterbacks that are going to be available in the 2022 NFL draft. One of the things that I keep hearing that is a bit annoying is that this is a weak quarterback class in 2022. The players are not be being given a lot of props and it's so difficult to evaluate quarterback talent in terms of how they can translate to the NFL. And I think it's, I don't know what the the exact term is I want to use here, but it's not appropriate. It's or that's not the best word. It's unfair to judge these guys and say that there is not a player who can come in. And I'm not saying first year, but over time develop into a great to elite quarterback. I already talked about Malik Willis on the show. I'm going to be getting into more detail about some of the other quarterbacks that are going to be available in this draft. Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. We'll be taking a look at him. Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. You know, what a season that he has had after some pedestrian seasons. There's a lot of questions in terms of, is what he is doing this year the real Kenny Pickett, or is this an anomaly? So we're going to dig more into his game. Carson Strong, quarterback out of Nevada, Just a legitimate laser arm, but in terms of mobility, it's not there. You have Sam Howell out of North Carolina. Not a very big guy, 6'2", 220, but strong arm, lots of mobility. He's another one that we're going to dig into. So there's a lot of quarterbacks. And one of the quarterbacks that I watched some film on last night, Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. Bigger guy, 6'4", 215, can both throw and run. Um, 
Can't say that I'm as impressed by his tape as I was by Malik Willis, but I will be doing a profile on Ritter on the site here in the next few days, and I will have a study session devoted completely to Ritter and what he offers as a signal call. And as I've said, I think the Steelers have to do two things this year in terms of quarterbacks if Ben Roethlisberger does not return. They have to sign a free agent and draft a quarterback. They have to start looking now for that guy. If Roethlisberger returns, they still are gonna have to draft somebody. You've gotta start bringing along some young talent. And I'm sorry, Mason Rudolph is not it. And I will stand behind that. And studying, 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 studying. That is it, that is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 160 here of the study session. My gratitude to you for joining me on this November 24th. Don't remember, or excuse me, remember that tomorrow there will not be a study session because it is Thanksgiving. I'm taking the day off to be with the fam. You should do the same rest up, relax, recover, eat turkey, watch football, enjoy yourself, take some time out for you. Drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Be sure to check out the other podcast that I do with Jim Wexel called the Still City Insider Podcast. It is linked in the show notes. Every Tuesday we record a new episode. Would love for you to check that out. Jim is amazing. He is the GOAT when it comes to covering Steelers football. Hopefully one day I can be in the mix with those names. But let me say the studies as we close out and get ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Truly, have a great one. Great holiday. I hope you enjoy yourself and your family. And really, truly, be grateful. To have a life, to have opportunity, to have choice, to have inspiration, motivation, to have love. It's a beautiful thing. Take advantage of it. Make the most of it. Celebrate tomorrow. And have a wonderful Thanksgiving. This is Jeremy signing out. Episode 160 of The Study Set.